In recent months, economic activity picked up. We can't deal with an economic crisis until you beat the pandemic. The ups, the downs. Which way will it go? We're here to keep you informed. This, this. is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. And no, we have not yet beaten the pandemic. Although we got some vaccines that sound like we might have uh, access to in uh, the next few weeks. Even, yeah, coming to you soon, yeah, hopefully. By, by the end of the year, even. Um, uh, they're already determining who gets to go first. And I think they're talking about first responders. That's probably a great idea. Good to idea. Get to frontline folks. DJ, you are no longer one of them. I am no longer in it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, there's all right. Probably... I'll sit back in my bubble. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I saw an article too. <laughs> you don't want to go back, really? I'm good. I mean, don't you wake up in a cold sweat once in a while, I chasing do, an emu? But <laughs> I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Enough craziness. Let's move on. Uh, we have a situation this week, and uh, you know, obviously. 2020, there's been a lot made of how negative the year was and, and what an impact it had. And I'll be honest with you, I miss my family. I I was able to go out and, uh, you know, my folks live in West Georgia. I was able to go out and see my parents uh, over Thanksgiving. It was fun to get out and, and see them. We had an outdoor Thanksgiving so okay. that uh, yeah. we could try to be as safe as possible. Uh, had a, a reasonable crowd, but uh, you know, tried to tried to keep our distance. But still, it's nice to see each other's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, talk on the phone all the time. But uh, this year, you know, there's some things that we always think about at the end of the year. This year, it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm sure that there have been uh, depletions of emergency reserve funds and various other things. But we got a situation we wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, Tracy and Matt. Uh, had a difficult year. Tracy's hours were cut at work uh, during the shutdown earlier in the year. She received unemployment benefits, which made up some of the money, but, you know, it doesn't always cover it all. This same. year there was a bit of a boost in that $600 a week that a lot of folks got. But uh, uh, they also, the couple also had to buy uh, new computers for the kids whose school went viral in the spring. Did I say viral? Viral? Virtual. That's what I mean. Oh, boy. Went virtual. <laughs> yeah. School went viral. School. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever be said in in seriousness. I mean, you can make a mistake once in a while, right? right. DJ, no. Anna, thanks. No. no. Oh, it looks like me and uh, me and Peter are both two strikes. Yeah. yeah. DJ, right. you're next. I'm next. <laughs> We're not gonna have a show. Stand by, long. folks. Uh, so they had to buy new computers for the kids. Um, you know, that went virtual. Spring and fall school uh, sounds very familiar to my situation. Sure. Uh, Matt's commissions um, were lower this year because he's not traveling to uh, work conventions. And, you know, it, there is something to be said for sales across the table versus across the Zoom Absolutely. Uh, yeah. video. Uh, so while they've continued to save for their retirement plans, they haven't been able to save much else. Um any costs that were uh, canceled during the year, uh, like soccer, daycare, transportation, were actually offset by new needs, the computers that we talked about, more food in the house, uh, even a secondary refrigerator, uh, faster Internet, puzzles and games, just things to keep everybody occupied. 
uh, plus the decrease in income from Matt's lower commission. So um, Tracy now has a new job, starts in January. Uh, they really want to get back on track with their budget and finances, and it seems like their cash flow will increase in January, but uh, they're still unsure about any further COVID shutdowns, as we all are, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and any other curveballs. I think when you get hammered so much in a, a short period of time, you always kind of get head shy. You expect anything coming down the pike to knock you down again. Absolutely. Right? So uh, we wanted to talk about a few things that uh, that really should be considered right now. The, the chief among them, as I've already mentioned, is uh, taking stock in your emergency fund. It's probably a good idea. I'm going to leave this mostly to you guys being the financial planners. Um, and, um, you know, it, I, you got you got thoughts on that? Sure. It, Save it, money. We, we do. Is we talk the about the, the emergency fund all the time. Right. Right. That's and, like the at, starting it, cornerstone for a financial plan, is it not? It, it is. And yeah. uh, as much as we talk about it, many still don't do it. Yeah. And this year is one of those times when you wish you would have had that emergency fund. And if you did have it, that's great, and you used it. And now you've got to start thinking about building it back up right. if you can. And is there like a great uh, – not, there's not a dollar amount, I assume, because everybody's financial situation is different, but right. is, is there a rule of thumb that they should follow for a, a it, emergency fund? It, it's typically been three to six months. Okay. And, and that sounds to, like a lot, right? Three to six months, but – you take baby steps. You're not going to get there immediately. Yeah, it's right. Do what you can to start something in a savings account, really, is what we try to preach, right? So you want a little it bit at a time. Just put a little bit every idea. time. Eventually, yes, three to six months is your goal, but it starts with now. Yeah. It starts yeah. with a little bit. And set and something up automatically. Have money go yeah. into a fund automatically. And you want it to be liquid, something you can get at immediately if needed. Definitely. Yeah, you're you're not looking for the return, right? I mean, yeah. you're looking for safety more <laughs> than return right because <laughs> right. And we hear this conversation too. Why would I put some money in a savings account when the stock market's going to return 10, 20 percent? My time. cash savings account is only giving me 0.1 percent, 0.2 percent. Well, yes, but it's the safety. You're ensuring that if there is a secondary shutdown, right. we're going to be able to pull funds from that account. It's a safety aspect, not a return aspect. And that's yeah, what you have to think about it. Exactly. And yep. and uh, if you think about what happened this year, the stock market went down 34% from February 19th to March 23rd. When would you have needed your emergency re- reserve fund? <laughs> right. Maybe around March, March. 23rd. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so it puts you in a spot where you would be forced to sell. Forced to sell. Something at a 34% at a, yeah, one third, one third the amount. So instead of three months or six months, you get two months or what, four months, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah survey from Bankrate had that only three in 10 adults. Holy cow. Three in 30%. 10 adults. I mean, it's, it's, that's tough to think about. Yeah. You know? And I think, you know, as you, well, we're running out of time here and we might want to jump back in just a few minutes, but you know, you also have to cut your lifestyle. Before you can even get into an emergency reserve situation, you've got to cut out some of the extras. Yeah, no doubt. If we're still spending. Discretion here. Uh, we have been talking about a situation where Tracy and Matt uh, had some troubles during Ooh, 2020, yeah. like many others did. I mean, uh, unemployment spiked over 13% in a year. It's now back to 6.9 officially. Um, there are those that would argue that it might be much higher. 
uh, due to the fact that we had states extend um, unemployment payments for a little while. So um, we talked earlier about uh, one of the major pieces, the, the kind of the cornerstone of financial planning is to make sure that you have an emergency reserve in place. Now, DJ, you've read statistics that say 30% of all people, that was a bank rate note, right? Yeah. Uh, 30% of all households have that emergency reserve in place. So 70% of you out there statistically listening to us probably need to consider this a lot more closely, uh, especially for situations like we just lived through. Uh, if you didn't have one, you probably ought to think about it. Uh, we're talking about three to six months worth of uh, of spending, right? And you can go look at your uh, financial statements, your credit card bills, and look at uh, how much you actually spend if you need help with it. Again, our right. phone number is 770-429-9166. You can call and ask for DJ Barker, or you can ask for Peter Lynch, and either one of those guys can help you out. If you ask for me, they're going to say, Who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the thing is, uh, it's a major piece of the financial plan. Um, but there's some other considerations that you ought to go over, especially if you have a 401k or some other investment portfolio. Guys, again, I want to leave it yeah. to you all. I mean, I think when we when we left off, you know, what I was saying is that, you know, you have to reevaluate your current spend, right? So the one driving force how much you need in savings? Well, how much do you spend every single month? So it's a tough time. We just left Thanksgiving behind us. Now we're running into Hanukkah and Christmas. So we, we know that we're going to be purchasing and, and splurging a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But what are we spending starting January that we can cut back on to help right. get our feet kind of back on the, the flat surface of, of what's happened in, in this past year? And who knows, like you said, what's going to happen in 2021? It's still some time before we get the vaccine. So... Let's make sure that we're ready for any potential closures in 2021, right? right? So reevaluate what your current spend is. Is there something that can be cut back from discretionary spending? Maybe it's, you know, you know, where you shop, like the amount that you shop, eliminating some of the, you know, the TV, you know, type streaming services that we're able to to view online you know there's all kinds oh, so of things stay that we can, at home and you know, entertain yourself that's right the tv is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, i'm just saying there, there's DJ a lot of here. things out there that that may be a, a a you know a little expensive when you yeah. start looking at your spending you know so reevaluate what where you're currently spending yeah. Oh, you know what? That's always a good thing. Uh, and and if you look back over the last few months to get your cues as to to uh, how much you should save, you might actually want to consider if you have had to reduce your spending, you might want to increase your your emergency reserve by an amount that is probably a little more reasonable. Because sometimes you can't just turn those things off. At the flip of a switch, right? That's right. Yep. So, uh, you know, make sure that you're thinking about this in a reasonable way. Uh, Something to consider also is if you have, you know, taxable accounts, it's a good opportunity to reevaluate the portfolio. You know, maybe yeah, sell at a loss can help offset some gains somewhere else, yeah, some income. Some you know, you've got you some potential tax loss selling that you could do. Harvest that. Uh, I know it seems 
something that you wouldn't want to do, but it's a good idea. Reevaluate yeah. where you are in your portfolio. It, it potentially sell for losses and and you know start the year off with a, a different portfolio right. allocation. It, it goes against our psyche to sell things when they lose. Uh, I don't know who created the human being, but uh, we're all a mess at times, just the way we think about things. Um, but uh, you know, just because something's at a loss, you don't have to wait until it gets back to even before you sell it. Uh, right. Quite often they don't come back. And right. uh, if you've sold things that were appreciated during the year, one of the best ways to offset your tax bill is to sell some losers just yeah. to lower that uh, capital gains tax. Yeah. Yep. Rebalancing is always a good idea. Yeah. Even doing it once a year. You yeah. Know, so you're taking profits and right. potentially and buying some things that have underperformed that you still believe in that can perform better well, your going forward, stocks. like your value stocks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's time to probably trim back some of the growth companies, uh, maybe lighten up in technology. technology. Yeah. Uh, it's, I know it's not a bad word, folks. It's trimming profits. IT, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there there are some out there, Goldman Sachs, that yeah. uh, have called for energy prices to get, and this is just the crude oil price, to get to around 65 in 2021. Right now it's at 45 which would tell you that that's about a 50% increase potentially in uh, in the next year. Who knows if that really happens? Just saying there, you know, if we get demand back to where it normally would be, then uh, you could see some of that. So, um, you know, those energy stocks that got beaten up this year, as we talked about earlier, might be a good place to put some of that money, especially if you had an allocation to them already. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, there's, there's quite a few strategies in that regard. Uh, so, Maybe you need to even go beyond just your taxable accounts and check out your 401k in that yeah. regard. Yeah, increase 401k savings. Look, you can even, you know, 529 savings. If you're looking at, if you've got a little bit of cash and you and you want to get some tax credits, if you want to, you know, kind of funnel some money into, to, you know, savings. I mean, again, 529s for college, that's going to give you a little bit of tax help on, on certain states. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, traditional IRAs. You sure. know, if you're able to sure. save to that, again, it's a good spot to potentially get a little bit of a, a, a reduction in taxes sure. if you're able to save and, and, and receive that. Um, and then, obviously, there's always the Roth. I know sure. not not great tax benefit now, but in the long term, uh-huh. you're able to withdraw those funds tax-free. Tax-free. And right. that is a great way to, you know, in retirement, in future years, to diversify your income needs later on. So you've got yeah. your, your Social Security and your potential pensions. They're going to be taxed. Roth distributions are going to have that tax-free uh, income. So also a possibility there. And it's a good way to diversify, right? So when you look at it, it's not picking one of these options. It's a way to look at potentially doing a little bit of everything sure. to get you to wherever you need to be for this next 2021. And unfortunately, a lot of folks don't think about that in time because they wait until they're retired and then they think, wow, the government's forcing me to take a certain portion of my money if I still have it at now age 72, uh, which forces me into a tax situation. If you had diversified not only in the holdings within your accounts, but also the type of accounts you have, right. mm-hmm. you actually can manage your tax situation a lot better in retirement. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, talk to your CPA, to give us a call. We can, we're happy to help, you know, evaluate your situation and give you, you know, best case scenario, if you will. Guys, uh, one last note on our uh, previous conversation. When you're doing your year-end planning, we're getting lots of questions about, you know, there's proposed tax changes in 2020 and beyond. Uh, with a new presidential administration moving in. Uh, number one, 
we don't know anything about that until after the election in January, uh, January 5th, uh, which is, you know, Georgia's uh, two senators' um, seats decided. Uh, and, and some have asked to say, do I need to go ahead and take capital gains while the rates are low? No. The way we deal with tax is almost always the same. We prefer to kick that can down the road as far as we can. Um, you know, just uh, not not uh, doing anything illegal. It's just why do you want to tax yourself when you could actually have a better option? Uh, we also don't like to let the, the tax wag the investment dog, but right now there's no reason to sell just for the sake of taking a, a, a potential, and I say potential, uh, lower tax rate than you than you must. So, yeah. um, it's unknown. Yeah, exactly. So don't don't react until you must. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.